You're listening to DraftKings Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Charlotte Wilder, coming to you from an undisclosed location, and he's Amin Hassan. You're literally right there next to me. Why are you sitting down? Why are you standing up? My oddball, yeah. I don't know why you're still sitting down, by the way. I um, still don't know why you're standing up. That's because this is what happens when we're in studio. We stand here. You know, this mic doesn't even work. It's, it's a prop. It's an absolute prop. Uh, great show for you guys today. A little bit later, we're going to bring back the old staple word count. You guys can't get enough of it. So we got a fresh batch of statements that we got to respond to in 10 words or less. Also, they tell me there is a new game we're going to play. Yes, it's summertime. We're playing games. Sorry. Sorry. The news cycle isn't full enough for us to give you reams of original content. We're going to play more games. We're going to play more games. What's this game called, Hollywood? Pep, pep, pep talk? Whatever. Hype them up. Whatever. I don't know. We have no idea. Hype them up? Hype them up. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Hype them up. I don't know what you're talking about, Charlotte. But I, I do either. know. I do know I want to talk about jerseys. Jerseys. We're going to start with Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's his name. Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Edwards. I was going to say Anthony Randolph and Anthony Morrow. Neither of whom are in the league or have been in the league in the last decade, but I digress. Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves announced on Sham Sharania's show that he's going to switch his number from number one to number five, Charlotte. Yes. Five was a number he wore in high school. Five was the number he wore in college. He came to the NBA, and Malik Beasley was wearing number five for Minnesota, refused to switch, and so he had to wear number one. And then Kyle Anderson came over, and he wore number five, so he couldn't get that switch yet. But now he's officially going back to number five, Anthony Edwards. He's coming home to the number five in Charlotte. Yes. I wanted to get your temperature on guys switching numbers while they remain on the same team, because LeBron James obviously has also switched his number from 6 to 23 this year, Mm -hmm. marking the third number he's worn for the Lakers. He started with 23, he went to 6, now he's back to 23. So the second number, third time. Sure. Um, I think think it depends on the reason. I think that, I mean, LeBron did it to honor Bill Russell, right? He said he went to... He he uh, said he wore 6 to honor Bill Russell, and now he's saying... I'm switching off a six because I want to honor Bill Russell. I mean, either way, he's like honoring Bill Russell. Uh, I think that so Anthony Edwards' reason it says um, Edward lost Edwards lost his mother Yvette and his grandmother Shirley to cancer in the same year, and he was just fourteen. One of the reasons he wears number five, it has been reported, is that both died on the fifth of the month, and Anthony was born on August fifth. So that's sort of a hard one to hard one to argue with. I I hate you guys so much. (laughs) We literally talked right before the show started. 
hey, I'm not going to make a joke about anyone's family member dying here or anything like that. And, and he said, no, you're fine. No, and, I said about my, about uh, my custom. You could have given me a heads up that this is coming down the pike. Sorry. All right. Sorry. You want to start over? Sorry, Anthony <laughs> Edwards. My apologies. Your number is a beautiful, glorious number. I'm happy you did it. I'm happy you got it changed back. I, I do want to point out. What do you out, think, though? If it's not for something like that, how do you feel about guys? Just a number. Pick a number or pay, pay the guy. Like, make it worth his while. Okay. What would your number be? At 12. Okay. 12. I'm, it's, it's the dumbest of reasons. Like, I'm born on the 12th. My, one of my kids is born on the 12th. My other kids are born on the 24th. Wow. Twelve. Numerology. Numerology. Oh my Numerology. God. Keep, keep the third eye open around here. Oh, Holy wow. Man. All right. So, connecting dots. That's all we do around here. Uh, what would your number be? Probably 18, because I've always, I've always liked it. It means life in Hebrew. I thought it was sort of cool. <laughs> it's like a special number in Hebrew, and they're not, you know, Jews in sports. Yeah, 18 is a special number for a lot of people. Uh, speaking of jerseys, the Phoenix Suns switched their jersey. They unveiled their new Nike City Edition jerseys, a kind of remix of the old Sunburst. Yeah. You see those on the screen right here, the new jerseys. There's Devin Booker. He looks real happy wearing it. And everyone's going crazy, like, oh my God, I love jerseys. And, you know, I'm not only a Phoenix resident, but also having worked for the Suns, I gotta say, not impressed. I don't like these jerseys. Why not? I, they look too simple. I, I like, here's the thing. And I think we can have a, a great conversation about this. Yes. Favorite jerseys of all time. Yes. Like designs. Uh, I grew up a Nick fan, so before anyone says, oh, of course you did this or I grew up a Nick fan. I like the original classic home white with the orange and blue trim, but that's not my favorite jersey of all time. My favorite jersey of all time is that Phoenix Sun sunburst, the Charles Barkley jerseys. Oh. Those were awesome. The font was so different and cool and futuristic. The jersey itself, you know, with, was with the logo where the number usually would be, yeah. was just such a departure from anything I'd seen on any basketball jersey. So to me, those right there rank among my absolute favorites. My absolute favorite? I like those. My absolute favorite is the Denver Nuggets with mm. the, the... Rainbow? The, yes, and the mountains and the skyline. Mm -hmm. And then I especially love when they did like the pixelated Lego-looking thing on, on hats. Yep. I, was that ever on a jersey? Or was that just like other merch that they did? I think that's other merch. I might, there might be some trim, some piping, as they call it on the yes. side. Uh, where it's pixelated like that. I yeah. did like those. Those uh, are good. I also, weirdly, I think I like these because they're so bad that they come back around to being good, is the 0607 New Jersey Nets, where it just says New Jersey and has, like, some weird piping going on. Oh, is that, on. like, it's almost like a Charlie Brown... Uh, yes, Argyle. Yeah, Argyle. That's, that's it. Yeah. I don't like those. Didn't yeah. like those. Uh, I didn't like the Nets sky blue one that people wear a lot of throwbacks of, the Drazen Petrovic ones. Oh, yeah. Not a fan of those. Uh, I do like, I'll tell you what you want, something that's very busy that's going on. I like the um, the Atlanta Hawks Pac-Man one. Oh, yes. The Dominique Wilkins yes. one. Like those for sure. Charlotte, do you have any 
unpopular opinion ones, like things that you know everyone hates. Maybe that Nets one would be that. That Nets one is definitely my most unpopular. Um, I also just think most of the jerseys from the 80s are very classic. I also, obviously, I'm going to say, like, oh, classic Celtics. Most boring jersey. It's green and white. Yeah, classic. It's not classic. It looks good. It's boring. All right. It's a boring jersey. Um, I also sort of like the um, Sixers ones that just say Phila. Oh, yeah. Like the, the Wilt Chamberlain ones? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with those. Um, unpopular. I kind of like those Wizards ones, the Gilbert Arenas with the gold, with no the black shorts. <laughs> it looks like a soccer soccer kit. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, my I God. I like what you're doing here. These are the Gilbert Arenas jerseys forever in my mind. And I'm like, you know what? Bring them back, Nike. Stop, you don't hate it. Stop being cowards. You don't hate it. Yeah. All right. Some good jersey talk. Good jersey. We gotta next time we gotta rank our ABA jerseys because we still need someone to send it to us. That's easy. Have you ever seen the Miami Floridians? No. Hands down. Those are cool. Flint Tropics, not a real team, but those are cool jerseys as well. ABA talk next time. Up next, word count. All right, I mean, it's time for my least favorite game because I can't count, but we're playing word count. So I'm gonna start off, ask you a question, put your hands up. Ten, ten fingers. We're doing this visually. Explain why Greg Popovich is worth the money and the contract, even at age 74. Credibility means everything in the NBA. That's six words. See that? Oh, man, I'm, I'm so good at this game. Yeah, God credibility. Well, he's also, I mean, I think that, do you think if he were 84, he would still get this contract? Yeah, because I, I, the fact that he got at 74 is still pretty shocking. So I don't think an age factored in at all. No, look, he is the Spurs. He is their culture. He is their winning. He is all that stuff. Unlike Pat Riley, who long ago passed the torch to Eric Spolstra and allowed him to grow in power and prestige and to be that credibility, Greg Popovich never did that. He ran all the assistants out. That's right. He ran all the assistants out. That's why Bud had to go to Atlanta. That's why JB had to go to, to Charlotte. That's why all those guys had to scatter across the league because they knew the old man's never going to give it up. Becky Hammond's in the WNBA for crying out loud. It's all your fault, Pop, you selfish bastard. Yeah, I mean, look, success might trump being able to connect with people who could be your grandkids. Um, all right, my turn. I'm right. ready. Okay, here we go. Best advice you can give Grady Dick to make him a star in the league. This is easy. I can do this on one hand. Are you ready? Okay. Stay weird, my dude. I think that, first of all, yes, obviously he's going to have to be good at basketball, but I think that what's captured people's imaginations about Grady Dick is that he's a total weirdo. He's out here doing Donald Duck impressions. Mm -hmm. He's wearing massive suits with, like, the biggest shoulder pads I've ever seen to the draft. Mm -hmm. He's making TikToks, and I think that it's very easy to get that sort of... uh, sucked out of you as you go through media training and as you keep trying to oh god he's me you're tension. laughing at that all right <laughs> all right choose your phrasing it's easy to lose that i mean it's easy to lose that and i think grady needs to hold on to it all right he should hold on to it two hands for security Damn, all right uh i mean which team will finish the season dead last and what could they do to save themselves which team is going to finish dead last Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Detroit, they don't have enough shooting, and they're still really young. That's 10 words. Okay, 10 words, but you didn't answer what they can do to save themselves. Oh, 
get more shooting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Nothing to add there. It's how you play the game. I can't, I can't help it if I'm really good at this game, Charlotte. I can't, I can't help I, it. I, you know, like, I hate this game. I hate this game because I can't count. All right. Uh, let's see. Question two. The player whose game frustrates you the most and why? Duncan Robinson, because he plays scared a lot. There you go. Eight words. I knew this was going to be your answer because there's not much I see you get as worked up about than when someone brings up Duncan Robinson. It's just so goddamn frustrating to watch. I mean, like, you're, you're one of, statistically one of the greatest shooters in the history of the game. And he's terrified at that. And I'm telling you, Charlotte, I've told the story a million times. I'm going to tell it for a million the first time. It happened in the bubble. When everybody was allowed to bring in a family member or a friend or a significant other, he brought in somebody that he grew up with in Vermont or Maine or wherever the hell he's from, right? Uh, New Hampshire. Put yeah. some respect on New England's name. Yeah. My God. And, and then, and so then uh, he's sitting there and he's chilling his buddy. And LeBron walks by and LeBron says, what's up, Dunk? And, and Duncan says, what's up, Bron? And then the, his buddy's like, Oh my God, LeBron knows who you are? How this is insane. Like, he's the greatest player of all time, and you're just some dude, and he knows who you are. And I'm like, why would you shatter the, the suspension of disbelief that is required to be an NBA player for this guy? The worst friend in the world. And because of that, ever since then, Duncan Robinson has been terrified. It's also a very New England thing to do, to just like totally cut your friend down, but also be a little bit honest because everyone's like, oh my God, you're from New Hampshire and you're in the NBA? That's astonishing. Charlotte, why did Michael Jordan run the Hornets draft after he sold the team? Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. This man cannot give up any modicum of control. Aha. Nine. No, like we that. did it. Yeah, I don't one. think, I mean, even after, we, we all saw the last dance. It was the only thing to do in 2020. This is a guy who loves control, who loves winning, who loves being right. So even if he'd sold the team, I can imagine he was like, ah, but wait, I am not quite ready to let you guys screw this up yet because I'm sure that's what you're going to do. The judges gave you a bonus point for using the word modicum. That's an SAT word. All right, mm -hmm. last one so for you. Explain why Joel Embiid to the Knicks is an improvement over the Sixers. I would rather live in New York than Philadelphia. <laughs> um, no, I don't know, because Daryl Morey inherited a team and he's going to do whatever he has to do to build it the way he wants to build it. And I think Joel Embiid with Leon Rose at the Knicks it was obviously his agent, and I think there's probably a lot of trust there that Joel thinks, hey, maybe this is my best chance to win a championship, which is also just sad because it's yeah. the Knicks. So it's like imagine, probably not. Th imagine thinking the Knicks is your best chance at anything. Right. No, I know. It sort of hurts my heart a little bit. All right, last question. Throw it to me. Give it to me. I'm ready. Give it to me. I have them. I have asked them all. You asked them all? Yeah. Oh, in that case, that's workout. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shea and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA 
with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. For the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Welcome back to the show. And as promised, we have a new game to play right here. It's called... Uh, Hype me up. Yeah, what she said. Hype me up. Basically, the premise is we've each gotten a set of cards with either a statement or a name on it. And we read it to the other person and the other one has to hype the whatever's on the card, I guess. Person, headline, situation, we'll figure it out. Sure. You want to go first? Sure thing. I'll, I'll, I'll read to you first okay, about that. Kyle Kuzma stays with the Wizards for the entirety of his new four-year contract. Charlotte, hype Kyle Kuzma up about staying with the Wizards for the entirety of his four-year contract. Kyle, my dude, listen. I know that the Wizards traditionally in the past few years, maybe ever, has not been the ideal landing place. But you guys are rebuilding. You have some fresh new talent. Who'd they take in the draft? Uh, anyway, and I just think that D.C. is such the, it's a fashion capital of the world. You know, like everybody knows you go to D.C., everyone's so well-dressed. You're going to fit in amazing. Everybody loves Balenciaga sweaters. You're good to go. It's going to be great. Four years, four more years. I mean. <laughs> well said. I mean, are you ready? Yep. Russell Westbrook just found out that James Harden is coming to the Clippers. Russ. Baby boy, your best friend's coming home. You're from L.A. He's from L.A. You guys played together in Oklahoma City. You went to the finals. The best basketball of your life was played alongside that guy. This is going to be great. You, him, PG, Kawhi, all the bunch of L.A. boys running the town just like you grew up dreaming. Trust me, buddy. This is going to be awesome for you. And here's the best part. When things go wrong in the playoffs... They won't blame you anymore. They'll blame him because that's what he does all the time. Joke in the playoffs. So, Russ, this is the best news you could have possibly gotten. Ooh, I'm going to save the best one for last. Okay, this one's coming up. It's just a name, Charlotte. Okay. Jalen Brunson. Hype him up. Jalen, it's a Villanova reunion. Dante's coming back. You've got Josh. You just got married. Uh, I don't know what better time to have a season than right after you got married. No, I don't know. Uh, listen, the Knicks, you could be the difference maker. And if you make this happen, and if you can get all your college buddies who you won a title with to bring a title to New York, I know it's a big if, but let that be your driving force because you will be the most loved man in New York City until the end of time. I love the idea that Charlotte started thinking about her own impending wedding right in the middle of that answer. It's like, ah, maybe that's not... I'm like, oh, planning this <laughs> But there's a relief after you've done that. Yeah, it's, right. it's going to be amazing. Um, you ready? It's one name. Yeah. Mark Jackson. 
Coach Jackson, all right. First and foremost, messed up what happened to you at ESPN. My heart goes out to you. I think you did a great job, and I think the way you got let go was rather unceremonious, shall we say? And when you listen to what the public reasoning is from the network for parting ways with you and Coach Van Gundy, it just doesn't stack up. I, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. Keep your third eye open. You know I know. The savvy Illuminati know as well, but we'll leave it at that. But in terms of what you can do now, well, first and foremost, you can dive headfirst into your ministry. I know that's really big for you, really uh, important part of your life, so you got a little bit more time to devote to that. But the other thing I know, Coach, is you want to get back into coaching. And for this, I'm going to give you a suggestion. I think you should try being an assistant coach. Now, I know what you're thinking. To me, I've been a head coach in this league. I've been interviewed for head coaching jobs. Why would I take a step down to be an assistant coach? I think there's a great opportunity there, first of all, as a learning process, as an educational process. When you see things from the point of view of a different head coach and being an assistant, you kind of have to execute that vision rather than dictate it. It gives you a different appreciation and you start to notice different ways of thinking about the game. And I think that can be good for you. But the other thing also is it signals to everyone around the league, I'm ready to get my hands dirty. I'm ready to do the work, the real grit work. I know sometimes that's something that uh, is a accusation that's lobbed against people like yourself, former players who jump right into a coaching position or jump from the broadcast booth to the coaching position. I'm not here to argue against that. I think there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm telling you, I think it can help your perception a little bit more if you act as an assistant coach for a little bit and then take the next step to the head coaching job. Also, if everything goes wrong, it's not your fault. It's never your fault, Coach. Uh, last one for you, Charlotte. Yes. Jalen Brown said he's going to miss Marcus Smart. Oh, no. Oh, God, this is like a shot to the heart. Um, You're too late. <laughs> how, what, how, do you even hype, how do you hype that up? you got to hype up Jalen Brown. How do you Brown. hype that up? He misses Marcus Smart. He's going to miss him. Charlotte, Look. you have to hype him up. You have to make him feel better about that. Jalen. It's going to be okay. Uh, no, seriously, it's going to be fine. Um, you are now, Chris Stapps Porzingis is going to come in. He's huge. He's very good when he's not injured. This could be the thing that gets you a title. And the only thing worse than missing Marcus Smart is missing the finals year after year after year. So maybe I had to change it up. And I think, I think this is the Celtics year. Some might say missing left hand is also worse, but well, not me. I like how Charlotte got emotional. That's real Juilliard acting right there. I'm sad about it. Charlotte's the last card. Your last card. Bam says the Heat came up short against the Nuggets because of injuries and fatigue took its toll. All right. <clears throat> Well, Bam, uh, that certainly is a very interesting point of view. Uh, I can say uh, that I, too, believe that perhaps if Gabe Vincent were 100% and Tyler Hero uh, was able to play, things would have been different in the NBA Finals between you guys and the Denver Nuggets. I think that Nikola Jokic's dominance solely came on the heels of vast injuries to illustrious players like Jimmy Butler and the aforementioned Gabe Vincent and Tyler Hero and other people, 6'8 and shorter. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah, buddy. Mmm. <laughs> All right. And that was the first edition of Hype Me Up. That's not the voice you did earlier. Yes, it is. No, you, you, you Hype Me Up. There, you were more hype. Hype Me Up. There it is. That's going to do it for this show. Charlotte, are you going to be here? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're oddball. What was cut. I don't like? Know. What was this? I don't know what the hell you were doing. There. You know the you best. Should, the best. Can you do a baby Billy from Righteous Gemstone? Uh, baby. Straight from the mountains of Colorado. <laughs> yeah. I drank so much Coors Light after that episode in season one. Yeah. I literally for the next three months I just drank nothing but Coors Light everywhere I went. You're kidding. Yeah. You like, method acted a role that dude, wasn't even your role. I can't tell you how what kind of impact season one of Righteous Gemstones had on me in my life. Yes. Like when I tell you, um, <laughs> Miss Be. No, misbehaving. Yes. I, I learned the choreography. Stop it. We all sing, we all dance. I did, I did the whole thing. Are you, I, did you guys know this? Did, can you do it? I can't remember. The, like, um, can you do uh, Amy Lee's? Daddy told me not to. I did it anyway. Misbehaving. Daddy says, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I wore lipstick. I yeah, got yeah, caught like, shaving. I, I, gotta, I, I, like, I can't I, do the whole thing. I, like, I, used, I used to know the, the whole lyrics. The choreography, the the ten 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 did the whole thing, dude. I did a I like when um, in the middle of the pandemic. It's like it was one of the few videos of mine during the pandemic that actually had traction. And what happened? So uh, Tim Baltz, who, yeah, who yeah, yeah. plays VJ, yep. uh, we've had him on a guest on a radio show. Can we have him on Oddball? Absolutely, he's a huge Chicago Bulls fan. No way. Yeah, huge Chicago Bulls yes. fan. And so we had him on a radio show, and uh, so he followed me on Instagram. Yeah. Then Edie Patterson, who plays Judy, follows me on Instagram, oh too. Oh, my God. So, like, in the middle of the pandemic, I'm like, oh, my God. Can we have her on? I, I could try. I feel, like, I feel like I'm close of all the characters. I, like, Judy is within me. Like, I have. You do a, a good Judy. Nah, son. You ain't. <laughs> you. You ain't watching basketball? No, it's not. <laughs> it's terrible. That's bad. Can we? We should. We should get. Uh, We're not recording that. No, this isn't. This is done. We're done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should. You know what we should do? We should get. We should get Edie Patterson. Yes. To come do basketball takes. As, as Judy. Judy Gemstone, yeah. So Edie and, and Tim Baltz. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll throw out the. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'll throw I'm gonna out follow, the. I'm, Edie doesn't follow me. This is the part where they me. where they're both gonna unfollow me. By yeah. Way, they're, <laughs> Like these creeps. Like, uh, delete. <laughs> well, I think we got to do a an oddball version of Baby Bill, Baby Biller's Bobble Bonkers. Like the game or the song? Both. <laughs> oh my God, the song can be the theme song, oh, and then the game can be Abraham and <laughs> Abraham and Sarah and Adam and Eve. A burning bush to we just, all the just become a Bible basketball show. Ben, like <laughs> most Bible. religious players, like tell us your favorite. Quotes. Oh my God! Oh, we, that's what we should do. Oh, we get, here's, hear me out. We get Although Jonathan. neither I, of us are Christian. We get Jonathan <laughs> Isaac on one side, and then we get. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.